Hello and welcome back to Entapod. If you're new here, hi, my name is Hepsi Xavier and I'm a fourth year medical student. In this episode, we're going to be talking about menopause and hormone replacement therapy. It is a popular agent used to help women cope with the changes of menopause, but needs careful consideration because of its various risks. Girls go through many changes in their life from beginning of puberty at the early average age of 10 where their breast tissue and pubic hair develops. They then begin their first period named the menarche sometime after the start of puberty at usually 12 to 13 years of age. This signifies the beginning of a woman's monthly hormonal cycle where gonadotrophin-releasing hormone released from the hypothalamus in the brain stimulates two hormones called follicle-stimulating hormone or FSH and luteinizing hormone or LH from the anterior pituitary gland. These two hormones then go on to act on the ovary helping with the maturing of the dominant follicle inside. After two weeks of this preparation, there is a spike of luteinizing hormone which coincides with a spike of oestrogen. These two hormones act together in causing follicular rupture and leading to the period of ovulation, otherwise known as when the egg is released. Ovulation lasts about five days where the egg from the ovary is travelling along the fallopian tube waiting for fertilisation. At the end of the days of ovulation, levels of luteinizing hormone and oestrogen fall and give rise to progesterone levels. Progesterone is a hormone which is responsible for thickening the muscles of the uterus for egg implantation in case of pregnancy. If pregnancy doesn't occur at the end of an average 28-day cycle, levels of all the hormones fall leading to a period of menstruation where the uterine lining is shed. This is known as a period. So now that we have an understanding of how the menstrual cycle work works, let's move on to talking about menopause. Menopause is a retrospective diagnosis, which means it can only be made 12 months after the last period of a woman. It signifies the end of a female's egg production and occurs at the average age of 52. The declining levels of oestrogen cause many symptoms as a woman nears menopause. It leads to something called vasomotor disturbance, which causes frequent episodes of sweats, palpitations, which is when your heart races, and hot flushes that can disturb sleep and daily functioning. Vaginal dryness and itching caused by atrophy of each oestrogen-dependent tissue, which is found in the female genitalia, increases the risk of tears during intercourse and urinary infection. Sex itself can be painful because of the decreased lubrication and shrinkage of the vagina and surrounding labia. Menopause also accelerates bone resorption, causing a decline in bone density and increasing the risk of fractures. There is also concern that mortality risk from cardiovascular disease increases after menopause onset. So all of this happens because there is no longer a sufficient level of oestrogen in the body. Hormone replacement therapy or HRT is used to treat these symptoms by replacing the declining levels of oestrogen. There are different combinations of HRT that can be given depending on various factors. Combined HRT, which is when oestrogen and progesterone are cyclically given, are used in menstruating women and those with a uterus, while oestrogen-only HRT is used when the uterus has been removed, for example when a woman has undergone a hysterectomy. HRT can be administered through tablets, patches, creams, or subcutaneously through an injection. It does not provide contraception and a woman is potentially fertile two years after her last menstrual period if she's under 50 or for one year if she's over 50. 
These patients still need to use contraceptive condoms or progesterone-only pill alongside their HRT regime if required. HRT should not be used if the patient has an estrogen-dependent cancer, for example, breast cancer, or if they've got a history of a pulmonary embolus, which is a blood clot in the pulmonary artery, which blocks the blood flow between the heart and the lungs and is a medical emergency. HRT should also be avoided if a woman has undiagnosed vaginal bleeding or is pregnant or breastfeeding. HRT has the advantage of reducing vasomotor symptoms and leads to an improvement within four weeks of starting treatment. The administration of oestrogen improves vaginal lubrication and sexual function and significantly reduces the risk of colorectal cancer. HRT, however, causes many side effects such as bloating, breast tenderness, nausea, headaches, mood swings, and depression. It also increases the risk of breast cancer by 2% every year it is used, but this risk recedes after stopping treatment. Oestrogen-only HRT has a risk of leading to endometrial cancer, otherwise known as uterus cancer, which is why it is not used in women with a uterus. HRT doubles the risk of a venous thromboembolism or ischemic stroke, or in simpler terms, blood clots, which is most likely to occur in the first year of HRT. This risk is lower if transdermal patches compared to oral hormone replacement pills are used. Before beginning HRT, it is important to discuss these risks and benefits to allow the patient to make their own choice regarding their treatment. Changes to diet and increasing exercise relieve symptoms as does use of oestrogen cream for vaginal dryness. After beginning HRT, patients go through annual checkups of breast screening, blood pressure and weight checks. And that concludes this episode. Thank you for listening on today's topic of hormone replacement therapy. It is used to treat the vasomotor and urogenital symptoms of menopause but carries the risk of venous thromboembolism and breast cancer. Feel free to follow us on our Aberdeen University Endocrinology Society Facebook, Twitter and Instagram pages and feel free to share this podcast with friends or colleagues if you wish to do so. Before I go, I want to thank Shakshi Joshi for contributing to this episode. Stay safe and happy. This is Hepsi Xavier signing off. Disclaimer, Aberdeen University Endocrinology Society is a student-led organisation and the content provided through Endopod is solely for informative purposes. This does not replace the advice of a doctor or any other healthcare professional. The medical students involved in the making of this episode are in the fourth year of their medical studies. All information provided was researched on appropriate resources. To view them, please check episode description. To add to this, the terms women and female used in this podcast refers to an individual with two X chromosomes or an individual with a uterus, ovaries and external female genitalia. Thank you for listening. 